Hello and welcome back to Radiant Health. I wanted to make a short episode today for providers wanting to get into the world of medical aesthetics. I've had a lot of patients as providers, which is a really cool aspect of this job. And through that, I get to hear a lot about the current climate of healthcare as far as bedside goes and providers that are still working in the hospital and other outpatient settings. I care a lot about this subject too because I worked alongside a lot of professionals who seemed so stuck and feeling like they could not go do anything else but bedside nursing or bedside care. It was through bedside nursing that for me led me to become really passionate in holistic healthcare, preventative health, and led me eventually to medical aesthetics. But again, I just feel really passionate in those nurses that were basically working. They had been there for 20, 30 years, which is so admirable. They were amazing at what they did, but you could tell the burnout was real, especially during COVID. We've talked a lot about stress levels and how that affected so many professionals in healthcare at the time. I learned a lot about how people cope with stress in different ways. I learned a lot in simply just the break room of the hospital in our crazy busy times. And a lot of this was unhealthy habits and unhealthy ways of dealing with stress. So a big part of the message that I like to put out there when we are talking about anything regards to health and wellness is that you, the first step is you taking control and realizing that yes, you do have the power to make changes that can impact your overall health in a positive way. In my current setting of medical aesthetics, I work alongside registered nurses, nurse practitioners, and physician's assistants. I'll talk about my journey into medical aesthetics from the context of nursing specifically because I think that there's so many nurses battling with leaving bedside, wondering what their options are and how to get there. So of course, step one would be your nursing degree. I have my BSN. I did a four-year undergrad program. After that program at TCU in Fort Worth, I passed the NCLEX and then I started my first RN job, which was a residency program through the local hospital. The residency program was designed for new grad nurses, which I found extremely helpful because of course it's tailored with extra resources to help new nurses at the time, help integrate you with a preceptor in the specific unit or specialty that you start in. So my first specialty was a surgical floor focusing on general surgery. So surgeries that involve the esophagus, stomach, small intestine, large intestine, liver, pancreas, gallbladder, appendix, bile ducts, and even the thyroid. This also included a lot of surgical oncology, and it also included a lot of wound care, which I actually really loved. I worked with some amazing wound care nurses. Again, because it was COVID, our ICU was full, so I was a new nurse. I was taking five to six very sick, high acuity patients, and a lot of them were outside of our scope. So this would mean that I work in the general surgery floor, but I was getting orthopedic trauma patients, etc. I'm a big believer that with every experience, it's either a great experience or you learn something. And I think that I learned a lot in this, obviously, early parts of nursing. But this is also, again, what led me to what else can I do besides bedside that can help affect people in a positive way, but also that might help them preventively care about themselves a little bit more to help prevent hospitalization in the first place. There's definitely an underutilization of nurses going on because I think that they would be perfect vectors of functional health, of preventative health and medicine, um, and so many different aspects of, again, preventative mechanisms of helping educate people on things like nutrition, diet, and lifestyle. So my point of including that is because if you feel passionate about those things, you have the skills. You went to nursing school, you went to medical school, whatever it is that you did, PA school, you went to school so that you could be credible, you know, and having that knowledge base, but you should be able to do and use it in a way that helps you feel like you're doing your best work. 
that feeling of taking care of patients in the hospital and then sending them home and just those certain patients that you knew would be right back because of a lack of education and a lack of knowledge base on certain foundational components of their health. A lot of systemic things too, price of insulin, there's a lot of things that go into it, but that was a really hard feeling and it didn't make me feel very helpful when I was sending someone home without the tools that I knew that they needed to succeed. So if you're feeling that way, if you've been doing bedside for many, many years and you feel burnt out, no matter what your reason is, for one, you don't have to explain it to anyone. Um, I just want people to know that they are extremely capable of doing something else. And nowadays there's a lot of options and there's a lot of different paths to get there, but I'll tell you how I got to medical aesthetics and why I love it. So as I'm working as an RN at the hospital, I always had an interest in medical aesthetics when I was in high school even. I had thought about it and thought it would be a cool industry to be a part of. And I really liked that it was very science-backed, medical-based, but also helping people feel good about themselves. So here's what I did. I used Instagram, which is a huge tool nowadays with finding new opportunity. And I think you should utilize that accordingly. So I reached out on Instagram to a medical spa that was near where I was working at the hospital in Texas. I found that they had a mentorship program. So this meant that I would pay their nurse injector laser specialist at the time to let me watch her and to train me for X amount of hours and time that we did. To do that mentorship program with her, which was fantastic, and I can help if anyone needs help finding resources and people local to San Diego that do this. But um, in order to work with her, I needed to get a certification that was an injectable certification from the Texas Laser Institute Academy. It was super basic. It was literally a one-day classroom time and then clinical or lab setting where we did hands-on practice. So looking back, no, I wouldn't have taken patients after doing a one-day course, but what it did was obviously provide me a foundation with basic anatomy, basic goals and outcomes of certain injectable procedures, and it was a really good way to get some really quick hands-on experience with a really accredited source, which was Texas Laser. The thing that is confusing to most people is that there is no standardized test. Everyone in nursing likes the, the test. The standardized test, what do I have to do? What do I have to pass? Well, there is nothing in aesthetics, but All I can say is you're constantly learning. So any type of course, even if it's a day, even if it's a couple hours, go do it, especially if you're new. If you're still working in the hospital setting, do YouTube stuff on your downtime. I remember doing that a lot to pass the time on longer days. Every little piece of knowledge, especially when it comes to anatomy, is going to help you in your career if medical aesthetics is something that you are considering. Some online resources that I like is Dr. Tim Pierce and Dan Aesthetics. I will link those on Instagram so that you can see those, but those were like the earliest, earliest videos of basic anatomy and basic injection techniques that I looked at and utilized when I first started and I was just doing it on the side while still at bedside. At this time when I was working with the nurse injector in Texas, I if I stayed there, I would have loved to work with that small med spa. They were a fantastic group of ladies who worked and ran that. But I was moving back to my hometown, which was San Diego at the time. And so I had to look for a new job. And I started and applied to a smaller medical spa in San Diego where I worked as injectable and laser specialist. They were willing to hire me and I had the knowledge base because of the certifications and the training that I did with that mentor. And I want to mention that with the mentorship, I had to pay her to let me shadow her, which is a really hard concept for people to understand. But if this is really seriously something you're considering, you do have to 
put the dedication into continuing your education. And it, looking back, it wasn't a big cost in relation to where I've been able to leverage myself in this current industry. So the two biggest takeaways at this point would be finding a mentor and then continuing your education constantly through your own mechanism. So if it's YouTube, if it's Instagram, if it's paying for patrons, um, which is basically injectors or aesthetic mentors in the industry that charge a certain amount of money for paying for a training program online in which they constantly keep you updated on their latest techniques, etc. The other thing that's super different in this industry is that people and patients are coming to see you for a certain specific reason, whether it be your aesthetic style, your personality, um, the way that your morals align. I mean, it really does go that far. So that's obviously really different in the hospital setting. You're seeing patients that are assigned to you and it's a completely different mindset shift. So with that being said, it's a different level of feeling kind of grateful and getting to build patient relationships in a way that is completely different from the hospital because I get to see people every couple months. I get to hear what they have going on in their life, what is stressing them out, what they enjoy that they're doing, what workout routine they like, this and that. So it's a really great industry if you like that kind of personal connection because that was always hard in the hospital. You get to know someone and you feel really connected with them. You'll never see them again. And for some people, that's good. But for some people, if you're looking for a little bit different of a setting to see patients, I've been really enjoying that aspect. The first medical spa that I worked at was a smaller setting and it just didn't feel like the dynamics there were for me. So I moved settings and I'm where I am now and I'm extremely happy with this higher volume type of med spa. And I get to see amazing patients with fantastic in-house training opportunities, which is another important thing that I would add. If you're going to be in a setting where you're continually learning, it's a huge, huge benefit if your company prioritizes education. And so find a place that is constantly talking about the next training that you have and how they want to better your skills. Because if you don't do that, you will not keep up with the current techniques and the current latest and greatest technology because that stuff is changing by the months, by the days. I feel like I could do a whole separate episode on creating patient connections and establishing genuinely good relationships when you're establishing your own kind of patient basis. So I want to keep that at the topical, but I also just want to say that that is such a rewarding part of this industry. And if you like that part of the hospital, this is a really cool part of this industry that you might really enjoy. So to recap, whatever it is, whether it's nursing school, PA school, whatever your medical degree is, that's obviously step one. Step two, find a mentor, even if it means you have to pay someone to teach you some stuff, because that counts as experience. And as you're doing that, utilize all the amazing online resources that there are these days, YouTube, Instagram, online learning that you even might have to pay for. And then the third one would be don't settle for a work environment that doesn't feel right to you. Because if my biggest takeaway today is the fact that your work environment can directly affect your health. I witnessed that firsthand and on a personal level, and I feel extremely passionate about life is short. We should not waste time waiting around for retirement and free time. We should genuinely seek out experiences that make us feel the best version of ourselves because then we're the best provider for our patients. And on top of that, we are better family members, better in our relationships and better in all aspects of our health. 
medical professionals are truly gifted people and I really admire and respect everyone that works at bedside having done that and having been in the trenches with them and I appreciate everything that people do in all aspects of health but how great is it that our healthcare system gets to utilize everyone's greatest gifts and if you don't feel like you're fully being utilized in the hospital setting or you're so burnt out that you are not being as helpful as you possibly can and you're not feeling best yourself then you can't take care of people to your best abilities so i hope this episode was helpful if you're feeling stuck at bedside or whatever it is that you're doing and i hope that it provided a little bit of clarity on the kind of unnavigated territory that is the journey to getting into medical aesthetics i do think over the next couple of years there'll probably be some more standardization in the process of that but i hope that those couple of tips help you if it's something that you have been considering the concept of radiant health isn't just about eating healthy foods and moving and different things in aesthetics it has to do with your mental and physical health which is a result of your environment and we spend a lot more time at work than we know in addition to the fact that our work and our job is often what helps us feel purpose and we've talked a lot about how purpose is an essential component to our overall well-being I hope this episode leaves you feeling empowered and maybe a little bit more clarity on something that you might be interested into getting into. And I hope that it's another conversation, even if you're not looking to get into this industry, but a conversation on how your work is part of your environment. Your environment is part of what forms your health and to achieve radiant health is an ongoing journey that involves all of these aspects. I hope everyone has a great week. Please feel free to reach out to me on Instagram with any more resources or questions. And I look forward to ongoing conversations on radiant health.